Welcome everyone to the um, Teaching Through Drama Methods event and I'm so happy to see you all here. First of all, I'd like to welcome our international guests from Portugal, um, Great Britain, Germany and from Turkey. So it's wonderful that you came um, here to take part in our event. Um, and uh, I'm also very happy that we have uh, the Vice Dean of the Philology uh, Department with us. Uh, thank you for coming, uh, Professor Michal Lachman, thank you for coming. <laughs> and I would like to also welcome all the participants, because we have people from our university here, but also from elsewhere. Uh, I can see um, professors from our university. We would like to welcome Professor Dorota Filipczak, and I can also see other faces, and this is absolutely wonderful. Um, and um, I'd like to uh, welcome people from schools. It is very important for us that you, uh, that you are here and that you are participating in, the, in our event. And also representatives of the um, University of Technology, of which University of Technology. And this is great uh, that you decided uh, to visit us today. Uh, and our first speaker will be uh, <coughs> Dr. David Allen, uh, Artistic Director of Midland Actors Theatre and the lecturer of Newman University. Uh, Midland Actors Theatre mm, Company tours new plays uh, to venues throughout the UK and also specialises in community and educational projects, especially the mantle of the expert system. So the floor is yours. Uh, good morning, thank you all for coming. It's great to see such a uh, turnout. I have to talk through this thing because the whole event is being recorded. Uh, you will have an opportunity, hopefully at some point, to ask questions, in which case you yourselves will have to press one of these buttons so you can speak through the microphone, which makes it feel like some sort of parliament that we're at at the moment. Okay. So, mantle of the expert system. It's a um, method that was devised by a drama teacher famous drama teacher called Dorothy Hethcote, who I had the privilege of knowing and working with. And I often say this, but I think she was the only genius that I've ever met. And she was known initially for a drama method which was called Man in a Mess, or Living Through, or Gut Level Drama, where it was very much about young people experiencing some kind of challenging situation that they then had to struggle with. But in later years, she developed this system, Mantle of the Expert, which um, it may now be her main legacy. It's a teaching system that is used in primary schools in the UK. Um, some schools use it some of the time. And there are also schools which do most of their teaching through the Mount of the Expert system. It's also used to some extent at secondary level and in higher education. And I will be talking a little bit later about um, its possible applications or how it has been used 
in business as well. The idea of the system, which uses drama elements, is that you ask the group of people you're working with to think of themselves as if they are an expert team or as if they are an enterprise, a company of some sort. So they might be travel agents or people running a museum, um, people running a shop. And then they undertake a number of tasks and activities to do with their business or their company. So for example, the teacher might decide, a teacher in a school might decide, oh, well, this term, I've got to teach ancient Egypt. So rather than teach it in a conventional way, it might be that she sets up a museum. The young people she's working with are running a museum. And then at a certain point, this company gets a commission. There's a fictional client who asks them to do a job. So in this case, it might be that they receive a commission. Could you, we know you're very good at creating exhibitions and running a museum, could you create an exhibition for us about Tutankhamun? And then there's a series of tasks and activities, obviously, that have to be undertaken to produce this new exhibition. And along the way, the young people will obviously learn a great deal about ancient Egypt and about Tutankhamun, mummies, and so on. They'll need to know this if they're going to create this exhibition. So as far as the young people are concerned, they are doing this work because it's their company. They develop a sense of ownership of this is our museum or this is our shop. It's not so much now that they're doing things for teacher, because teacher says, today I want you to do this. They're doing it for their company. And so as far as they're concerned, yes, it's for the company. It's for this fictitious client who's asked them to do this job. But of course, along the way, as I say, they are learning a great deal. It's an inquiry method. It's a method that involves a certain shift to of power in the classroom towards the young people. Because if they're running this company, they need to have this sense of responsibility. They're taking decisions. It's, it's a way, perhaps, of reducing teacher dependency so that young people are not so dependent on teachers saying, now I want you to do this. They're having to make decisions. Although the teacher, along the way, is guiding things. Because obviously, the teacher sets up the whole company in the first place, um, develops the idea of the client, the commission, so the teacher's guiding it within the whole framework. That's kind of it in a nutshell. I'm going to show you a short film. We have a website which we produced to go with this project we've been doing. It's an Erasmus Plus project that we've been doing for two years with partners in Portugal and in Germany and in Turkey and in the UK. And for some of these people, I think Mantle of the Expert was completely new. And in fact, at the start, some of them might have thought, what the hell is this? What are we doing? This is not going to work in our country. We've been on a journey with this system as well. And this is a film that we made on our website, which is mantlenetwork.com. 
uh, where we've outlined some of our projects. So I'll just show you this film. Mental is a new look at pedagogical innovation. Mental is a powerful educational tool. It empowers students with hard and soft skills and really promotes collaborative work. Mental is learning through experience. Mental is a great way of empowering students to take responsibility for their own learning. Mental is an exciting alternative way for children to engage. Mantle is a teaching approach that uses imaginative techniques and drama conventions. Well, it's really interesting, Mantle, mm -hmm. because it's all your subjects basically just put together into something where you solve real life problems that can happen in the real world. Mm -hmm. Mantle is a system where you imagine you're an expert who solves problems. Yeah, I feel like I'm 20, like I'm so much older and I'm doing a proper job, not at school. I think the key thing is our children love learning. And with Mantle, it gives them a, an opportunity to learn more stuff in greater depth than perhaps they might do from a traditional textbook or from a PowerPoint. Or they, create the, they create the environment, they create the world, they, they develop their imaginations. We just planned brand new Mantle and it's all about soil and rocks and erosion, which can be really boring. But the way we're starting is that hotel is in danger of falling into the sea, and it's how it's going to affect all the holidaymakers and things like that. We're going to make it exciting and then get geologists in and find out what kind of rock it's built on. Still hit our curriculum, but in a fun way. Our students are a bit struggling with uh, their progress and I realised that uh, they were more motivated while practising mental. This way of learning is, is, is lovely. It makes my students very self-confident. Mental is changing the way that the teachers think about learning. Uh, mental is a method of teaching and learning and I think all teachers should go with a go. Mental is, for me, Dorothy Hethcote. She created a system and I feel privileged that I knew her and worked with her and she's the only genius I've ever met. So as I say, I think it's a way, seen as a way of motivating young people, engaging them in their learning. And we have here as, as part of our project team, we have Richard Kieran from Woodrow First School in Redditch, where much of the teaching is done through the Mantle system. And Richard introduced the system to the school, as he had done in a previous school in Grimley, in a village outside Worcestershire. So he's going to talk to you now about Mantle in his school, Richard. Yet. You haven't heard what I've got to say. So. Morning, everyone. Can you hear me all right? Is that okay? 
Let me just try and find um, some pictures from school. Let's have a look. Bear with me one minute. Excuse me, David. Okay, folks, thank you very much. The children wanted to come with me here. They, they, we've got lots of Polish children at our school. They, they wanted to come to Woods. But, um, so instead of bringing them on the plane, because it would have cost much too much, um, we've actually uh, brought them on, on this image. Can you excuse me a minute, David? Could you just talk for a minute and explain about the um, inspection? Um, in England, all teachers live in dread of something called Ofsted inspections. When you have inspectors come into the school and they tell you the day before they arrive, they suddenly tell you, we're coming tomorrow. And Richard at the moment is in a situation where he's expecting any moment to be told the Ofsted inspectors are coming to his school. Which might be why that phone has rung now. And if in fact it is the inspectors, He's gonna, we're going to have to try and book him a seat on the plane this afternoon to go back to England. So this is the situation Richard is in. But so we're very grateful that he came here. <laughs> is it good news, Richard, or not? <laughs> okay. Thanks. That's, I'm really sorry about that. It's the rudest thing in, in the world. Um, so... Right, okay, we've got some pictures up which will just show you a, a little bit about our school. And I'm really sorry about that phone call. Like I'm, as, as David said, I'm expecting a phone call from these inspectors any minute. And I've sort of been on, on tent hooks. And at the, I won't, it, once the phone call, once one o'clock comes, I won't get the phone call and I relax. But that's the pressure on English schools at the minute with our education system. So, uh, so that, that's what we're under. Yeah, um... Thank, I've, I've got about 10 minutes now, David. Is that right? Right, I'll talk really, really quickly. Okay, Mantle the Expert in our school. It's transformed the way our children learn in many ways. Woodray First School, it's a disadvantaged school. It's a school where there's a very high level of disadvantage. We've got children whose parents are addicted to heroin. We've got, I know more about, I know more about methadone than you could ever imagine. We've got children who come into school in nappies. We've got children who have real trouble talking because they don't get the opportunity to talk with parents from a very early age. So our job is to get children talking and get children talking to one another. Because if they talk, they might want to read. If they read, they might want to write. If they write and are interested in what they're reading and they're writing about, they might want to do some mathematics as well. So Mantle of the Expert is all about getting our children interested in learning from a very, very early age. So at the age of three, when they come to our school, we start them talking about this idea of drama, this idea of these drama conventions, still images, Role play, going to the home corner, 
maybe they might find some caterpillars on a farmer's tree. What can they do about them? We've got a problem to solve. Can you help us solve this problem? And of course, children, when they're asked to solve a problem, yeah, of course we will. No problem. What, what can we do? Well, the farmer said that these little things like that, they are eating all of his leaves. He's got no potatoes left. But he doesn't want to kill the caterpillars because he likes animals. What can we do? Maybe we should go and visit the farmer. Maybe we should visit the farm. Which gives the children an opportunity to make a map of the farm. It gives the children an opportunity to make some plants. It gives the children the opportunity to maybe look at these caterpillars that are on the plants. Wow. Do you think you could draw them? Well, and they, they, they might never have seen caterpillars before. They'd heard about butterflies. They'd have read The Hungry Caterpillar. So this gives them that very, very first opportunity to think about reading, to think about number, and use drama to do that. So these children become a responsible team of insect movers. Their job for the farmer is to move these insects. So they've got to make something to move them in. They've got to find somewhere that's safe for them to move to. Now, with all this drama work, drama is nothing if there's no tension. So the problem is, where are we going to move these caterpillars to? We could move them to the farm over there. We'll have a problem. Well, why don't we move them to this place over here? That would be perfect. We can put the caterpillars down here. That would be ideal. So, okay, we'll move them. Before we get there, we find out there are some scorpions. And there are lots of scorpions, and they really do not want us to go over there. So we've got to work out a way to move the scorpions or negotiate with the scorpions. And it might sound a bit daft, you know, three- and four-year-olds talking to scorpions. But if you use drama effectively, they can. And they don't get all giggly, because from a very early age, the children are taught to take it seriously. Use their imagination and take it seriously. So from three to four to five to six to seven, up to the age of nine when they leave our school, they take it seriously. So if someone's in a still image, they don't get giggly. They're good at that. If they're making a map, if they take it seriously, they're going to put their best into it. Because if they don't take it seriously, the client who's asking them to do all these tasks, he's not going to ask them again. So the drama and the point of view and the tension that we use in our learning is vital. Now, I'm the principal of the school. I'm responsible for outcomes. If we don't get outcomes, I lose my job. If we don't get good outcomes, the teachers will lose their job because that's the, that's the English system at the minute. 
So we've got to make sure that this work, looking inside this box and seeing what's inside there, has got some connection with the curriculum. So all of this work isn't a bit of, a bit of fun, a bit of drama, a bit of messing around. No, it's got to start with the curriculum. Where's the mathematics in there? Where's the science in there? Where's the geography in there? We have to learn about rocks. And one of the teachers from our school, she was talking about the idea of um, sinkholes. And it started with the fact that we started to dig some clay out at school and make some, some um, roofing, roofing tiles. And we tiled the home for a hedgehog in our school grounds. Not that there are many hedgehogs in the middle of Redditch, but we started to make some tiles for the hedgehog's home. It left a hole, which we made a pond with. And then we said, you know what? You know what that looks like? And the children, that looks like a sinkhole. It does. It does look like a sinkhole. And that led into creating a drama about sinkholes in Florida where a hotelier has called our team in to go and respond to this problem because he's worried his hotel is going to fall down the sinkhole and our children have got to solve the problem. Now, they know they're not going to Florida. They know there's not a hotelier in Florida who's speaking, but they use their imagination. And that's where it all comes from. And that's what we're losing in some of our schools. We're losing the opportunity to use our imagination because education is becoming so black and white. So if our children, for the six years at our school, get that opportunity to have a point of view, have that opportunity to say what they think and communicate and be part of a team and see the teacher isn't an authoritative figure at the front of the classroom, but part of their team that they can collaborate with, that they can work with, we feel we're doing our job. Now, tied in with that, eight years on, with Mantle of the Expert, we've been using it for eight years at this school, and we feel we're doing all right with it. We're always thinking, what can we do next? So what we want to do is we want the children to, this is the way we're moving forward with it. How am I doing for time, David? Okay. Let's get some more writing into this work. Because we use writing lots as a resource. We use, writing can be used in drama an awful lot. But we want our children to put their writing into the drama. And it can continue to be used. And that's where we're we're investigating at the moment. Now, I'm privileged to work with fabulous teachers. And they're experienced, they're well qualified, and they're not the sort of folk who just say, yeah, let, let, let's do that. They challenge. And it's really important to have that challenge in your school all of the time. If they see the head teacher or the leadership team as folks that they can't challenge, you haven't got a very democratic organisation. So we feel we are. And our, our whole leadership structure, our management structure, is one that everybody has a voice 
from the ones who come in at three who can't go to the toilet all the way to the ones who um, are the, the head teachers, the deputy head teachers, and the others. What I'd say is come and visit our school. You're always welcome. What we say at our school is at Woodrow, you're always welcome. You'll be surprised. It's a happy place. The teachers smile a lot. The children do. And the parents do. We've got great parents. I went from a school in a very, very, very leafy school, very affluent, a lot of funding, a village school of 80 children. It was so affluent, children would come to school on horseback. You know? And then I went to this school where the children had very, very little financially. They had spirit. They've got confidence. They've got the ability to communicate with each other. When we have visitors, and we do have visitors from all over, we have visitors from the Middle East, have visitors from Japan, the States, Brazil. Our children love talking to them because they're not going to get that experience on the Woodrow Estate because it's an insular, white, British, working-class estate. If we can bring visitors into our school from elsewhere, then that gives them a bit of a step up. There's not many children in the UK that can say, we had lunch with some Palestinians today. So if you get the chance, come and see our school. Come and have a chat with me outside there. Because drama in the classroom, drama in the school, isn't all about leotards and pretending to be trees. It's about point of view. It's about tension. And it's about taking it seriously. So thanks ever so much for your time. And I really am sorry about that phone call. Um, I hope the logs arrive by the time I get back. But you've, you've been um, really, really patient. And I really appreciate the fact that... Um, that you've listened so attentively. So thank you, David. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Richard. That was great. I now want to go and search for some caterpillars myself, I think. Um, Woodrow is a wonderful school because it is in the middle of a very strange, bleak estate. And I think in many schools situated in that kind of estate would there will be a lot of problems in the school but you go in and the atmosphere is really happy and upbeat and all the children really motivated and engaged in their learning um, I think that in many ways the kind of origin of Mount of the Expert is in play is in children's play which they do anyway so they will play in the Wendy house or they will play at um, being cooks or whatever. And I think it's only a step for them from that to working in this system. Having said that, I think it also has applications with older people, with adults. And in fact, I think some people here today are doing a kind of mini-mantle exercise because there are some journalist students, I believe, who've been asked to think of themselves as journalists writing for a newspaper or an online blog 
who've got to write a report about this event. Kind of a mini mantle in itself. And tomorrow, um, we're going to the University of Technology and we're doing a workshop there with some of the students. And I'm going to show you a short piece of film now, which is Dorothy Hethgood working with, she was brought in to work with some Volkswagen Audi executives and to do a mantle with them. And she uh, took them into it as, asked them to think of themselves as people who are advisors to businesses. So they had to step out of being Audi executives to think of themselves as members of another company or expert team, a team who advised other businesses on change, on how they might change. And what you'll see now is Dorothy, first of all, talking about what she sees as one of the benefits of this system. She talks about how it takes people into a no-penalty zone. In most of our lives, we have this concern all the time about decisions we might make or things we might do. It would involve a penalty. We're very worried that what we do might have serious consequences for our career or our work. Whereas in drama or in mantles, you have a no-penalty zone. You can try things out and not worry that there are real-life consequences. And one of her arguments is that this frees a sort of creativity of thinking and an openness of thinking. And then you'll see the executives now in the role of being business advisors looking at a company that they've been asked to help to develop and move on to the next stage. I should just say, from what Richard was saying, it made me think of I think part of the sort of theoretical background to this whole system, and since we're in a university, maybe I should talk a little bit academically. One of the backgrounds is the Russian psychologist Lev Vygotsky, who looked at education and how young people learn, and he talked about making young people feel like they are a head taller. So they are they seem to be beyond the capacity that you would expect of young people that age. And I think on the video I showed earlier, when you see that girl talking about, when I'm doing mantle, I feel like I'm an adult. I feel like I'm 20 years old or older doing a serious job. I think that sums up that idea of being a head taller. So I'll show this film now. Look this way. Cheers. Good. Thank you. The whole point of working like this is that uh, the fiction puts people off guard if they'll go along with it. And that is when it frees them to develop new ideas and new approaches and different ways of doing things. Because you see, if you approach things directly, as most courses do, I would imagine, uh, the cop in the head takes over. Boyle calls it the cop in the head that says, wait a minute, I don't like things like that. Or, oh, I approve of that guy, he's saying what I think. And that cop in the head filters out the opportunity for breaking into new areas that you can't do in your real life easily because you're in a penalty zone. But in the no penalty zone of the fiction, you can be caught 
unaware and take yourself by surprise that you thought of something in a way you hadn't quite seen it before because you didn't have to be in that penalty area. And I think there are all sorts of breakthroughs that can happen because it is an agreed fiction. It is not a con. It is an agreed fiction. But let yourself get caught in it because it's true. It's truthful to how life is. And that's the, you know, that seems to me the big, the big key that a lot of people won't use because they find it, uh, it's a play way because we've got this false notion of what theatre is. I am asked to record your actual statements so far as I can. I will do my best, but I don't have shorthand. In the last session of this first week, Dorothy Hethcott splits the room into committees of four and invites the delegates to read the brochure of the tarpaulin firm the consultants have been invited to help through a time of change. At first, they note that the brochure looks old-fashioned, steeped in tradition, with outdated marketing concepts. Then, remembering all they've learnt, she invites them to look again. Now, you are to look at it very critically in terms of what successes could we build on? Now, that's more subtle than it sounds. What successes do they think they've had, we could build on? Or what successes can we perceive could be built on? Now, they're two totally different. So I'm sorry that was a bit quiet, but um, that is um, something that we will be doing actually tomorrow in the uh, University of Technology. We'll be taking that idea and working with some students there, taking that idea. So, I think I should introduce our partners at this point. On our website that we've developed, we have outlined certain projects that some of our partners have been doing. So you can check this website out, as I say, mantlenetwork.com. And there we have tried to give a summary of some of the projects. So we've broken it down into certain stages. So if I take one, which is a project that was done in Turkey by Faria, who's with us today. And we've tried to break it down in certain key elements of the mantle system. So you have the group that you're working with, you have the curriculum that the teacher wants, wants to address. They then have to, the teacher has to think of a company, an enterprise, an expert team that will help them to enable them to deliver the curriculum although in a fun and exciting way. So in this case, you can see the enterprise was enjoy and learn creative material design. We also think and break it down into ways in, because one of the things that Dorothy was very insistent upon was that you cannot simply go into working with a group of young people, or adults for that matter, and suddenly say, today you are experts. Today you're going to be expert brain surgeons, or today you're going to be expert museum workers, because it's too big a leap. 
You have to find ways to introduce them to the whole idea. And you also have to find ways of what we call building the frame. Building the frame simply means that you're asking young people or people you're working with to take a point of view, to think of themselves, to see the world really as if they are people running a museum or as if they are doctors working in a hospital or people working for a charity organization. You have to build expertise. Expertise cannot suddenly be given to this group. They have to grow into it. There's also the moment comes when you introduce the big job that is going to be done with the fictitious client, the fictitious big commission. And there will be all sorts of activities that will follow from that. And then at the end, there will be some kind of publication. Dorothy said that Mantle of the Expert always ends in a publication, by which she didn't necessarily mean a book, but some kind of public sharing of the work that's been done. So somebody might come in, enroll as the client, to see what has been produced by the group. This breaks down the system into certain of its key elements. But it's not like it um, always exactly follows the same structure or that it, this is very much a kind of simplification of the system because I've been working on this system for many years and I still feel like I'm learning about it. It's not something that teachers or educators can go and learn about on a one-day course and they've learned it. It's so rich that I think you can keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And there's many things that we haven't included in this quick summary. But what you'll have a chance to do shortly is to go out and look at our poster presentations. There are teams there who will talk to you about the work they've been doing. And you can ask them questions. And you can also get free coffee and tea. So I'll just ask them now to introduce themselves. You can either come up the front and take the microphone or press one of your buttons and speak from where you are, which will be fun. So, Isabel, perhaps you could talk and introduce the Portuguese team. Hello? Everybody's listening? Yeah. Okay. So good morning to you all. I'm Isabel, as David say, and um, I'm, I'm one of the fourth elements from the Portuguese team. Isilda here, Margarida, Margarida there, and Daniela, who, who wasn't possible to come here uh, today. So we work um, in Porto, in the north of Portugal, in a teacher's, in a teacher's training institution. So um, during these almost two years of the project, we have experienced five different mental projects, both in initial teacher training and in, in, with in-service teachers. Besides that, we went to three scientific conferences to present the work that we have been doing since we met all these, uh, all these people working with us. Thank you. So one of the things that's interesting about the work the team from Portugal have been doing is that they are working within a higher education system, teaching teachers, but actually teaching teachers not just to use this system, actually teaching them through doing mantle projects themselves. So thank you. And can we hear also from Faria, where are you? 
Hello. You want to press your button? Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I'm Fahriye from Turkey. Uh, I'm working at Page uh, Vocational and Anatolian High School in Gebze. It is very close to Istanbul. Uh, we have been practicing uh, mental almost for two years. And it gives my students um, sound, voice, and I'm really happy to experience this uh, approach at my school. Because as you see in the video, uh, sometimes we have uh, problems about engaging them, and this approach makes them very self-confident. And, and I'm with my colleague, Sevgi, and she is also a literature teacher. We experienced uh, this um, approach uh, in, la in language, English language lesson and literature lesson and some vocational lessons. Um, I will be very glad if you come and uh, ask me questions outside. See you again. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the mantle system has gone through certain waves in the UK. And very much in the early 2000s, in the early years of the century, it was, um, there was quite a big movement within English schools. Uh, under the Labour government, we had something called creative partnerships, where creative practitioners and artists would go into schools with the idea of developing more creative ways of teaching. And so Mantle at that time took off in quite a big way in the country, in England. It, when the Conservatives came in, the Conservative government came in, they didn't want creativity in schools. So creative partnerships immediately finished and some of that momentum towards more creative ways of working with young people faded in England, although Mantle continued in some schools, as I've said. Um, but now there's a new wave. It's in Wales, where the curriculum has changed, and there's now a great deal of enthusiasm and interest in Welsh schools for Mantle the Expert. Um, we have here Yonatara Evans, who's actually, I can say, started using the Mantle system in the 90s, because it must, at that time, you were probably the only person apart from Dorothy using the system. So. You're making me sound very old. <laughs> well, I was working with you at that time as well, so yes. I'm equally old. So, Fiona, you can talk about the project you're working on. Right, shall I come out or shall I do it here? Whichever. I'll uh, stay here, it's okay. Um, well, um, quite interestingly, in Wales, that's where Richard was trained, wasn't it, Richard? Mm. Which is why he's such a wonderful head teacher, because Wales is a wonderful place. Uh, it's a very small part of the UK with big ideas. Um, I'm one of the national trainers for Mantle of the Expert, and uh, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the group I've been working with. They're a group of 16 to 18-year-old youngsters from a college in South Wales, in Port Albert. They are called NEET, I don't know if you've heard of that, N-E-E-T, which means they're not in education and training, which is a rather deficit label. Um, their schools have failed them. They have become switched off from learning in schools and colleges. One of the models we adopted with this group was called the Commission Model, which was invented by Dorothy Hethcote. And in all ways, it is very similar to Mantle of the Expert. One of the differences is that the Commission is a real Commission and that the clients are actual clients who live either in their schools or in their communities. Now, the project we were involved in was about Richard Burton, which I hope you may have heard of him, world-famous actor. Um, 
who lived in the place where these young people live. They were commissioned by Richard Burton's um, surviving wife, Sally Burton, to honor his life in the community and to explore the truth behind the sensational headlines which told the stories of his life. They were invited to find a different story, which they did. It was the Richard Burton, the celebrity, that attracted them, but it was his vulnerability, the challenges he faced, that helped them to identify with him. They fictionalized his life through drama, carried the responsibility of making the film for the community, and in so doing, they began to identify themselves in new ways, not as deficits, people who couldn't be trained, but as contributors whose work was accepted and celebrated by Burton's family and the community where he lived. Dorothy Heathcote, who was my mentor for many years, talked about what young people bring to the school, the learning they already have, which she called their roots, the roots of the tree, which can often be dismissed by teachers. One of the roots, she says, that they bring is they bring already something they, they've already tried and failed a bit before they come to us. And we have to keep that root of trying, failing, and picking yourself up and growing strong. That is a root to cultivate. We have to cultivate the roots so they are the means by which the trunk can get the, the sun and the person becomes more mature. Um, so this has been an interesting project for me because it's not just about changing the way they've learned, it's been about changing the way they've seen themselves. Um, we, we have uh, all this project and others will be coming out in a forthcoming publication in the spring, which I've put together with Professor Brian Edmiston of Ohio State University and myself. And um, it's, it's called um, Dramatic Transformations, Teaching and Learning with Dorothy Hethcote's Mantle of the Expert and Commissioning Models. I've researched the lives of three young people who participated and my poster presentation will share their journeys using the metaphor of the roots, the trunk, and the blossoming tree. Thank you. Thank you, Yona. So we've been developing Mantle in different contexts. So we have a teacher training institution. We have a, a technology college in Turkey. We have also uh, Richard Heathcote here, who is no relation to Dorothy Heathcote. He keeps insisting on this. <laughs> there is a rumor that he's Dorothy Heathcote's love child, but it's not true, apparently. Not, not that old. <laughs> Richard has been developing Mantle in a secondary school for boys in Birmingham, uh, using it in physical education, in PE. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, so everyone can hear me, obviously, as my voice is echoing. Um, so I'm Richard um, from Terge Green Boys School. It's an 11 to 16-year-old uh, boys-only school. And uh, I was probably one of the people that David mentioned who thought this can't happen and work in physical education. <laughs> to put drama into sport, no. Maybe diving in football, but that's it, you know? Um, but... Um, uh, on this journey with the students, I think it was about opening their eyes and, uh, and their minds to thinking about how they can become better leaders. They actually had the, um, had the task of creating a new game for able-bodied but also disabled students. Um, and that opened their eyes to the wider world to be able to then see how sport can be played by all. Um, and they became a group of 
um, sports designers, game creators. And through that method of them giving a role and all the students in the class being given a role, um, they were able to buy into this idea of, of creating this game for other students. Um, and then we had the commission from David. He became a fictitious character um, that asked for this, for this to be developed. But what I did see from the students was amazing confidence and leadership skills and qualities that we perhaps wouldn't have opened those doors to if we hadn't have done the mantle. So come and speak to me anyway. And uh, I can tell you I'm definitely not Dorothy's love child. Yeah. Thank you, Richard. And Heike from Augsburg. Sorry, uh, David, to turn my back onto you, <laughs> because then I can see you. So we are two teachers from Augsburg, from Germany, Doris and me. We are teaching in a secondary school. Our students are in the age from 11 to 16. And we have uh, many students that came from other countries lately arrived that are the so-called transitional classes or immigrant classes. And we used Mantle to integrate the new arrivals into, the, into school. Mantle was an excellent tool because you have got the, they have to use the German as a second language in a, um, authentical situations and they get a close contact to the new students. Hmm. Our project was called Superheroes because we felt that the children get a lot of self-confidence while doing it and we would be very happy if you found some questions for us. Thank you. So there are posters about some of the projects we've been doing, but there are others that people have been doing. So um, ask about these particular projects and their experience as a whole of working with Mantle the Expert System and developing it. Um, thank you all very much for coming. I would like to thank uh, Dr. Hanley and her team for organizing this event for us. So thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I'm afraid that we don't have much time for questions here, but there is a poster session, so uh, questions and answers. I'm, I'm sure that all questions will be answered. But we have just a couple of minutes, basically. And I will kind of abuse <laughs> or use my, uh, my position here as a co-organizer, and I will allow myself to ask the first question uh, to the speaker. Um, it was mentioned uh, briefly that there is also this element of the system which requires a person to be a fictitious character or be in the role. And this is this part which me pers I personally find fascinating from the theatre point of view. So if you could comment and talk a little bit about that. And the, and the second thing, just a very quick question and it over and um, because what we are trying to do um, tomorrow and that we also hope to do it next academic year perhaps while organizing um, workshops here at the university at which uh, at the philology department is to um, use a mantle of the expert in uh, higher education it is right now uh, used widely in Great Britain um, in primary, yes, education, probably most, uh, most popular in primary education, but we are trying to introduce the method and to use it in the university context. So if you could comment also about your feelings and ideas about that, um, can it be successful and how can it be 
uh, how can uh, such a transfer be uh, done? So those two questions from me. Thank you. In terms of working in role, um, well, actually, one of the things in schools, when I'm using the system, I personally don't use the word drama. A lot of, a lot of teachers in schools in England are very scared of the word drama. They think, oh, if we're going to be doing drama, the kids are just going to be climbing up the walls. It's going to be wild. It's going to be chaos. And also, if I go in to work with a group and, and say to them, we're going to do drama, they immediately start to think, we're going to be acting. We're going to be on a stage. And I had a group once, um, their teacher told them, oh, you're going to be doing some drama. And after I'd been working with them for a morning, some of them started to say, when are we going to do some acting? So I tend to avoid the word drama myself, but it is a system that uses drama conventions and drama elements. And the main thing is you're asking people to take a point of view. That's really it, to shift into taking a point of view as a group of travel agents or whatever it might be. Dorothy's example of this was always point of view meaning like a frame as in like a window, looking through a window. How do you look at the world? So she, her example was an undertaker would always be looking at the world through the eyes of an undertaker and would see somebody and think, oh yes, I think that person would have a coffin this size or this shape. They would always have that in their heads. So first of all, it's taking a point of view. You will often, in a mental system, bring in people who are taking a role. Teacher, him or herself, can take a role within it. Whatever is needed by the mantle at a particular moment. And teachers that I work with can sometimes be a bit scared of that because they think I'm not an actor. But I always tell them actually, um, teachers are much better at this than actors are. Because if you're in role in the classroom or working with a group of people, the main thing is you're trying to get a response from the people you're working with. So you're using the role in a way to get a response, to get the young people working in a certain way. So you might be in a role where you are quite stern and challenging. Or it might be a role that's quite needy and needs a lot of help. And teachers all the time are sending signals out to the class that they're working with. So I think teachers are much better at this than actors, because if you work with actors and you ask them to be in role, then what do they do? They act. They put on a performance and the kids sit back and they watch and they are entertained, but they're not actually doing the work. The actor's doing all the work. So role work is one of Dorothy's great inventions, innovations in working in schools and working with young people. It's that use of controlled signals to send to a group to work with them within the drama itself. The second question was about using this system in higher education. Uh, well, I think the answer is, if Audi executives can do it, then anybody can do it. You know, it's, like, it's, it's just asking you to take that step into thinking of yourselves as, as if you are running a company of some kind, as if you are journalists writing a report for a newspaper. It's not such a big step. And I think it's applications. I think I'm very interested in the fact that it can be more developed than it is in higher education, in working with students, in working in businesses. 
in England, I think it's used in primary schools because it's easier to use it in primary schools than in secondary schools where everything is very rigid and tight and you have one-hour classes and it's actually, Mantle does need a bit of time, I think, to expand and develop. You've got that luxury in primary schools. You can be doing a mantle for half a day, a whole day, a week, a month. You've got much more time and flexibility there. But I certainly think there are applications beyond primary schools. And I think that's, that's part of the thing you can see from the people we've been working with on this project, how many different contexts we have found or people have been working in to develop mantle in their own situations. So I think now we should adjourn for coffee and talk to the people, yes? We started the lecture a little bit uh, later, um, a little bit later. Um, if there are any questions, I think we can, we can uh, have a few minutes for one or two questions here and then move on to having coffee and the poster, uh, uh, poster presentation, poster session. So if there are any questions at that stage, please do ask, yes, and please press the button first. A very short question, how to start? I'm uh, I'm a teacher in Lodz University of Technology. I think it's a good thing to ask the people at the sessions, at the poster presentations, how they started it, because you do need to find ways in. And um, I often use materials to begin with, um, often quite visual materials, to engage people in an idea. So it might be, for example. Um, with one project that I did, it was about designing theme park rides. So we began simply by looking at a map, which was a map of a theme park. And we started talking about the kind of rides they would have in this theme park. And young people started talking about their own experiences of theme parks and what makes a good ride. And from that start, it wasn't such a big step to say, what do you think we could think of ourselves as if we are people who design a theme park ride? But I think you have to engage their interest first of all. That's a way in. Is this what you're asking about, how you start in that sense? How to start to learn the method. Oh. <laughs> there are some books. There's a book called, um, it's Tim Taylor's book, it's Beginner's Guide to Mantle of the Expert, which is a recent publication, which is a very good starting point. Um, I'd have to say that often I find working with teachers or practitioners, they often say, oh, um, um, it sounds very interesting, but I'm not sure, I, don't, I can't quite understand it. And then they, they say, oh, well, I, it was when I saw it in practice, when I saw somebody doing it. Ah, yes, now I get it. Because it is a change. It's a change in culture, I think, especially for teachers. It's changing the way of working. So it's about maybe seeing somebody doing it, but it can also just be about give it a go. Dorothy always used to say, if you're a teacher and you're worried about it, just give yourself 10 minutes at the end of the day to give it a go, just to start. And then if it fails, it doesn't matter because it's the bell at the end of the day, the end of the school day or whatever, will save you. 
just give it a go. And I think that's something that the practitioners here who've been working on this project would say as well. Give it a go. Because it was new for all of us, wasn't it? Heike, you're nodding. Do you want to say, press your button? And I think what helped me most was uh, to have the chance to look at some sessions, to watch sessions by David, by Luke Abbott, by it, at Woodrow School, because it's, it's very helpful not just to read it, but to see it. So do some workshops or something like this. Maybe David can do a workshop. <laughs> Tomorrow there will be a, the opportunity to, to join in a session maybe at the technology, Technological Institute? In fact, I can, I can add just one sentence because we are, pl are planning a few workshops at our university next year. So the answer to the question how to start, so we can invite a few people to join the workshops. I just wanted to say that if you would like to learn more about the upcoming workshops, you can leave your contact details with us. Uh, and then we will get back to you and also we will be able to send you some materials and talk about the system. So you're very welcome to leave your contact details. And I know that there is one uh, more question. So before we move on. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I found it very inspiring. Uh, so I do appreciate it. And I'd like to thank all the teams, right, for the presentations. My question is about the problems you encounter, not with children, but with adults, because some people may be resistant to the system. And uh, I'm saying this on the basis of my uh, son's experiences at school. And I know that some teachers may feel threatened when uh, their pupil suddenly takes the initiative, right? This puts the teacher immediately on the defensive, right? So there is still a struggle here to um, negotiate about authority, right? Because what you do is you spontaneously share authority with the children, right? And they embrace it. And then they know how to use it, how to apply it in practice, yeah? But how do you convince the adults to actually join the project if they resist you, if inspectors are full of disapproval, for example, or they are too conservative, too traditional, right? What do you do then? We have, in Portugal, we have experience with people between 18 and 22 years old. You have five-month-old experience with adults, they are future teachers, and uh, some of them are already teachers and educators from kindergarten, and we do mental with them for them to understand how to do mental with their kids. So if you want, we can speak more how to do it and how we begin it. And usually adults has no problem to come inside mental. Sometimes they believe, sometimes they don't believe, they, they can understand that at the moment that is not true. But it's so nice because it's, um, as we call in Portuguese, I don't know if it's the right translation, it's like a dramatic game. Uh, my behavior is a response for your behavior. So nothing is prepared, but we know that you are, we are playing a game all together. And they feel it very um, comfortable. 
and a, a lot of motivation. We had the same thoughts in Germany too, and um, our experience was um, every teacher and adult who visited the sessions and saw the results of the session um, became a great um, fan of, of the mantle because it really worked and it worked in a good way. Yeah, we've, we've trained lots and lots of people um, at our school. Uh, we've been fortunate that we've had one, many, many visitors and we have um, study, study days at our school on a termly basis. And that question comes up time and time again. What, what, how will the children react and how will the adults react? And I think the trick is give it a go and not be, not be afraid, even though you really are inside, really, the, lots of butterflies inside. Give it a go and bit by bit give children that opportunity to have an equal level of authority so they and you are part of the same team. And I think, that, I think that's the trick. But I think it's a, it's a real concern and an understandable concern. And when I started out, I completely, I was in that position too. So it's just a bit by bit. There's no magic bullet to change it overnight. Can I add to that? Um, I'd just like to add to that, really. I think when people come to Richard's School, because I'm a governor at Richard's School as well, um, they meet children who are in a very challenging area and they meet children who are very empowered, very articulate, and show lots of initiative. And I think that is one of the inspirations for teachers to do it, because they go, wow. And they see what children become because of the, the system that's been running in Richard School for eight years. So I would say that's very, very important. And I think um, I think, Richard, you might agree that a lot of the learning does come from working with teachers in classrooms and, and, and their colleagues. And I think they too, just like the children, need the no penalty zone. They, they need the, this is us having a go. Don't be afraid of failure. As Dorothy said, there's no such thing as failing, only learning. Remember that. Sorry, can I just just, just add something um, with that? So when we first started Mantle, it wasn't a case of me saying to them, right, everyone's doing Mantle from now on. Okay, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to start like this, then that, then that, and we'll finish with that. Boom. No, it was simple and straightforward. It was, if you want me to come into your classrooms to do some Mantle, let me know. And it built up from there. So it wasn't authoritative. It was bit by bit, shway shway. Thank you. Um, this is actually, this Erasmus Plus project has been running for two years. It actually officially, formally ends tomorrow. Um, it's been a great project and it's a wonderful team that we've been working with. And it's very exciting to see the journey that everyone on this project has been on and the way they've taken it on board and are promoting it themselves now as well as using it. So I want to thank them, thank all of them. It's also, of course, great to be finishing this project here in Woodge. So thank you for being our hosts.
Uh, thank you very much. I would like to thank our guests for this part of our seminar. And I would like to take this opportunity also to thank uh, some people who supported uh, this event. I would like to thank uh, the Dean of the uh, Faculty uh, for her support, and I would like to thank my team, Mrs. Uh, so, uh, Magister Joanna Kosmalska, Aleksandra Krajewska, and uh, um, also uh, Bartosz Burski, and also Mrs. Eva Bulgai for her kind support. So thank you very much, and now I would like to invite everyone for coffee and to take part in the poster session. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you.